0: Standby to launch FanStream Sports. Three, two, one. Let's start. Hello, sports fans. Welcome to FanStream Sports. Nothing nothing but pure sports. All right, folks, it's the Buckeye Blitz. on Tito Jeff off on FanStream Sports here, powered by the DSPmediaOnline.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. Got a lot to get to today. Um, unfortunately, not a lot of it's all this positive news, but we'll start talking about the men's and women's basketball teams. Um, the men's basketball team, has now lost six of its last seven games. It lost five in a row and uh, all by, you know, fairly close games. And then uh, defeated Iowa 93 to 77 a big win for the Buckeyes where the offense finally looked like it was connected and playing well. Like likely had a big game. Um, I'm sorry, Isaiah likely, Ice likely had a big game. And uh, also, uh, you know, Bryce Sensabaugh did a big game for Ohio State, the freshman sensation. So looked really good in that game. Then they go out and play on the road to, against Illinois and just looked completely uninspired listless in a in a huge loss still and lost by nine because they made a, a a shot at the buzzer but it was a blowout uh for the most part in that game and the buckeyes never really never felt like they were in the game even when they started to make rallies when they were down at one point by like 17 i think or 19 points and rallied back and got it to single digits and then it just it, it, they couldn't get a stop on defense when they needed to the offense was. um uh, fractured it looked like uh nobody getting going there were four shots the offense just did not flow the right way at all and uh too many four shots on offense and it just never got going for the ohio state buckeyes uh, Zed Key is still um dealing with injuries his shoulder still bothering him his knee is still bothering him he does not look healthy out there and Ohio State just I'm not sure why but I really was I was excited coming off the Iowa game to see what they would do on the road against Illinois. A team that they it's not like Illinois is that much more talent than Ohio State, if at all. Ohio State actually might have more talent top to bottom on their team. It's just they're not playing with any kind of um, sense of urgency, with any flow on offense, and that's what's hard to watch. So today as we sit, and this is a team that I said I thought would make it to the second weekend of the NCAA tournament, and right now today, they're on the bubble of making the tournament. They're sitting at 11 to 9 right now, tinkering around 500. and. I'm not convinced they'll make the tournament. They need to rally now just to get into the tournament. They uh, they're I think, three and six in the Big Ten, I want to say, <clears throat> but they're eleven and nine overall. Big game coming up Saturday on the road at Indiana. Indiana is um, not a great team this year. They were they're not doing as well as they should have. Much like Ohio State, they are underperforming. Uh, but always playing in Indiana is going to be tough. Any Big Ten game is r- tough. Any Big Ten road game, very tough. Ohio State, this team is a perfect snapshot. Of what a of what parody is. This team could still, because of the talent they've got, and it's not the coach. It's not like Chris Holtman forgot how to coach. Okay, he's still a good coach. I still believe in Chris Holtman. It's something's not right with this team. They need more leadership. Maybe it is from just assuming Zed Key. I need Zed Key to be healthy, and he can find a way to get back on track offensively and playing with again some kind of like desire. It looks like it. Just the, the Illinois game looked like they want to be there. So Saturdays a big game for Ohio State on the road against the Hoosiers. Like I said, this is a team that could win two games in the NCAA tournament. This is a team that also could go to the NIT and lose in the first round. That's where this team is at right now. And as as, um, hopeful I was as as I was after the 93 to 77 win over Iowa, I was equally despondent after the very bad loss at Illinois. So Saturday's a big game for the Ohio State uh, basketball team and Chris Holtman on the road at Indiana. They've got to start getting some wins. It's getting late in the season right now. We're almost to February and, not a lot of opportunities left for Ohio State um, to get uh, the record pumped up to where it deserves to be in the big dance. On the women's side, the Ohio State women undefeated, uh, no more. They lost to Iowa, and um, they had a home game, number two Ohio State at the time, uh, number 10 Iowa. Iowa comes with Caitlin Clark, and Caitlin Clark was phenomenal. Triple-double, like 15 assists in the game, was making some NBA-length threes in that game. Um, looked really good. Uh, Ohio State, it was a sellout crowd at home. The game was on ESPN2, so big moments for the Buckeyes, and they just, Ohio State, um, they seemed to fall in love with the three-pointer and shot way too many of them. Could not, again, also get into a flow offensively, it seemed like. Had a hard time inside on defense dealing with Iowa, and um, Ohio State, look, at some point They were going to lose a game. I did not expect them, especially with how tough the Big Ten is, to go into the NCAA tournament undefeated. That was not going to happen. I knew they'd lose at some point. I didn't think it'd be this game at home with that crowd, that environment, and a nationally televised game. But Caitlin Clark, I'm telling you, she is an awesome, awesome player. First time I've watched a game of hers from start to finish, and I see what all the hype's about with her. She scores from everywhere on the floor. She sees the floor incredibly well and uh, just a really smart ball player. So, um, right now, ESPN's Bracketologist still has Ohio State as a number one seed, uh, and so they still have a very good shot of holding on to that. They do have a big game at Indiana tonight, Thursday night. They still no word on J.C. Sheldon when she comes back. We know Madison Green's out for the season. No word yet on J.C. Sheldon when she will return. Hopefully, it'd be nice if she played tonight against Indiana. Don't have any word on that, but for Ohio State to be a Final Four team, which I think they can be, they've got to have J.C. Sheldon back and healthy. They miss her out there on the floor. They miss her leadership. Really could have used her against Iowa. And um, Buckeye team still very, very talented. I just, um, it's a tough one against Indiana. They're going to have a hard time winning without (coughs) J.C. Sheldon, but um, they can get the win still. All right, switching gears now. Mel Kuyper, the NFL draft guru, came out with his first mock draft of the season. And he's got three Ohio State Buckeyes going in round one, which is where most mock drafts um, have fallen, with three Buckeyes going in the first round. Uh, Kuyper's got Stroud going number two overall as the first quarterback taken to the Houston, Texans. He's got Paris Johnson Jr., the offensive lineman, the second offensive lineman off the board, going 11th to the Titans, and Jack Smith and Jigba as the first wide receiver off the board, uh, going number 13 to the Jets, which kind of surprised me at that one. Um, we'll go for the top. C.J. Stroud, yes, I do believe he's the best quarterback in the draft. I do think he should be the first quarterback taken. I've seen another mock draft where they had the Raiders jumping up to number one, making a trade with the Bears, and taking Stroud. Would love to see Stroud either in uh, with the Raiders or the Texans, depending on who the head coach is going to be there. But um, I do think Stroud deserves to be the first quarterback taken. Not sure he will be. Paris Johnson could be the first offensive lineman taken. Peter Skoronsky, Northwestern, is an offensive guard, whereas Johnson's a tackle. Um, I guess it depends on what the team needs or or desires, but uh, Johnson's the most talented offensive tackle, offensive uh, lineman in the draft, in my opinion. Number 11 to the Titans, though, I'd be fine with that jsn 13 to the jets this is where it's kind of interesting um first of all it'd be a great situation go to the jets imagine if jsn and garrett wilson on the same team how attractive that would be for a a quarterback to go to uh, that team especially now that nathaniel hackett who used to be green bay's offensive coordinator went to the broncos to be the head coach got fired this year in the first year and now just got hired by the jets as the offensive coordinator aaron Rodgers might be on the move could he go to the jets and throw to garrett wilson and to um, Jack smith and Jigba potentially depends on what happens if they get a the trade done, but that'd be interesting to see that happen as well. JSN though is going to have to have a um a really good combine in order to be the number one receiver off the board. I think he's the most talented receiver. If you and you know, I've, I've talked to my friend DeVere Posey about this also, but if and DeVere always says, just don't worry about the combine. Look at the tape. Just look at my tape. Look at the tape of JSN. Look at what JSN did um in 2021 look at his game in the Rose Bowl against Utah what he did with the 15 catches for 347 yards oh my god so look at those things you've got tape on JSN already this past year yes a lost season for JSN hamstring injury lingered all year long um you know he caught well, like five passes this year was all he didn't play at all except for the first uh played the first game and then played a little bit later on but not much at all before he's hurt again he has to have a great combine to be the number one receiver off the board if he does fall someone's gonna get a steal but he needs to show up at the combine needs to be healthy run the drills answer the questions the right way but if he does all those things I think he could very well be the number one receiver off the board there's a lot of question marks about the guys after him as far as um you know where they scheme receivers that way they're successful uh do they what do they have enough tape were they good enough in multiple years to warrant being taken highly so (laughs) <laughs> that's a big part of it there so um jsn's combine's got to be good he's got to be healthy got to be able to do the drills and show people that this hamstring thing is done and behind him if he doesn't if he has setback that's gonna that's gonna push him down in the draft i still think he's a first round pick i still think he's a top half first round pick not sure about 13 to the jet but if he does well enough at the combine i could see somebody jumping up there and taking him there all right, that's it for today's Buckeye Blitz. Thanks so much for tuning in again. I'm Tito Jeff all, Follow me on Twitter, at happens. Lots more Buckeye stuff to talk about. Uh, like I say, the Ohio State women play Indiana on, uh, on Thursday night. The Ohio State men play at Indiana on Saturday. So lots of things to talk about with those things going on. We'll see what happens um, with uh, – uh, if there's any more draft news that comes out as far as with the Buckeyes and football and see if um, any more mock drafts happen and also more recruiting news coming up next. But follow me right here. Um, it's been the Buckeye Blitz on FanStream Sports, powered by – dspmediaonline.com.